0: Kansas City, Kansas City, here I come Going to Kansas City, Kansas City, here I come They got some crazy little women One day I'm gonna get me one I'll be standing on the corner, corner 12th Street Vine With my Kansas City woman boy The whole ball is so drinking wine I may take a plan I may take a train If I have to walk I'm going there just the same I'm going to Kansas City Kansas City, here I come So play the women one day I'm gonna give me one.
1: Good afternoon the world. This is Guess who's coming to Kansas City and as we close out our segment of uh, Women History Month, we have a dynamite show for you today. We got two distinguished icons and but first before we get into that, We want to do our Remembrance and Dialogue. And before we do that, uh, I think we have uh, Shia on the line. And we're going to dedicate this to the memory of our recent loss, the Asian in Atlanta, and also Linda Payne, as well as Dina McCarty who was killed at the age of 46. And also this is the 10th anniversary of Charlie Bates, who was also killed. No person have been arrested for either incident. And with that in mind, let's go to, uh, I think uh, Cheyenne, we had talked about the lady Lisa, chain which you and your class at umkc had a required reading of a book that she published
2: yes yes hello this is Cheyenne. uh nice to talk to everyone and yes we did read about her and her book right and and it was called uh nate king i'm pretty sure and We read about her uh, twice, once in high school and once in my journalism class, right? And it was very interesting to see um, how she investigated this whole story that was unknown to the world and put it out there. And she has, I have extreme respect to her because ultimately um, it's, the book, I'm pretty sure it led to her not being well and getting threats. Crazy stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. It was also a required uh, viewing of a film, a documentary, when I was in college about the birth of a nation. Both mm-hmm. of them was a must view or must read type of situation. So, These two dynamic people we got, icons people, we have uh, the daughter of Annette, Dr. Annette Shelton, that she's written a book. to the story of Ernest Watts, Handsome Williams, and he was a West Virginia coal, coal manor But I also would like for Mr. Folks, we've been having a lot of people want to know how they could listen to the show. So if you would, Mr. Folks, would you tell the people we talked about YouTube, we talk about Facebook, we talk about Ferguson, USA, HotTalkRadio.com. For the benefit of the people who, I even got a call from Saudi Arabia, today, how to listen to the show.
3: Well, you have be, uh, I don't know what time you're doing. Uh, we, we can be heard in Charlie and also, but what you need to do is uh, go to, if you have a cell phone, a uh, computer, or any type of uh, electronic instrument, go to Ferguson, is Ferguson, the word Ferguson, USA, hottalkradio.com. And in the case here you're going at five o'clock and you do that a screen will come up and you can see our show you, you punch on that and the show will come up and then and you have the option then to listen to the show on our feed on USA or you can go to either hit facebook or you can hit youtube or you can
1: now, the people who got Facebook, is that own the only individual Facebook? Is that a Facebook by Ferguson, St. Louis area?
3: Now, what happens there is that uh, we uh, you have an option, You have our link, we have three options, okay? You can listen to you know, us, like we are right now, or you can see on uh, Facebook, then you can see a uh, YouTube, or you can hear Twitch. So you can either you know, listen to with us, okay? Or you can just go to Facebook, or you
1: know, the, the other three options. Okay, thank you very much. I think we will begin with Dr. Annette Shelton, and our second guest will be uh, the world renowned, we should say, Edna E. Perry. But let's start with Dr. Shelton starting off, and then we got a special birthday announcement and uh, of their anniversary at the half past. 5 o'clock, that's 5.30 uh, Central Standard Time. So, Dr. Shelton? Yes,
2: I'm here. Thank you.
1: Okay, uh, I'm pleased to have read your book and give the people, in your words, why did you write this book? We understand about the Jim Crow still exists in West Virginia. We understand the racism. But we want to hear from the voice, From a daughter who also was born in West Virginia, but witnessed and knew about her father. And that's why you published this book.
2: Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to be on your show and to talk about the things that happened to my uh, father over 30 years. Now, growing up, we always knew that he was in this insane asylum. But we never knew why he was there. We couldn't find, I couldn't find anyone that could tell me that my dad was crazy, that he acted. Everybody said he was nice and calm and worked in the coal mine, and then he was a door-to-door salesman selling suits for men and dressing for women and shooting for men and women. So I couldn't find any reason why my father Ernest would end up in an insane asylum. But I couldn't get the information, the real information about him from the hospital until my father died. And uh, so I went to court and uh, became the administrator of his estate. Now the only estate that he had, he had black lines. And when I brought it to San Francisco with me, I applied for him to get that black lung money. But they kept saying he didn't have it. But on the death certificate, that's what it shows, that he died from the black lung, the minor disease. And so when I got all of the information that filed from the hospital, and I started reading, and I read every page. I read it over and over and over, and I found out what all they did to my father with the medication, with the shock treatment, with the uh, trans lobotomy from uh, from Doctor Walter Freeman. And by the way, he was the man that did the. The on President Kennedy's sister, the sister that had some uh, mental issues, and so the dad brought Mr. Freeman to their house and he did that uh, lobotomy, and the young lady was worse after he did that. So there was a lot of things that happened to my dad, but the one thing he got hurt working in the coal mine he got hurt august 7th then he went on august the 8th to file a worker's cop claim and they wouldn't let him file it so they 30 year old black man he got in an argument and then the sheriff came and took him away my uncle thought that he had been taken to jail in logan down Logan County, but they went there and they had no records of an Ernest Williams in, in, in Logan County Jail, and then they went to every jail that surrounded Logan County, Chapman Jail, and all of those places that had a, had a jail, but they couldn't find my dad, so uh, my mother and uncle, they had no idea what my dad was. As a matter of fact, they thought that white people had taken him out and killed him. Because he just like disappeared from the face of the earth. As far as my mother and uncle uh, were concerned, and my uncle Bill said it wouldn't have cost him but $5 to get him out, and they were all ready to put that money up. And so we, we didn't know where he was for about several months, and my uncle James, who was a patient there and he became the ground And when he came home to Bethany to visit my Aunt Gladys, he told her where Hanson was. And so then my mother found out they had an insane asylum. But the work of Cox, it was about three years before they found that he was eligible, and it was only $630. I guess that was was a lot back then, but they have never paid it. And my dad wrote letters to work of cops for all the, all the years that he was in there. And you will see the letters, I posted some of them in the book, When he went through writing letters and running away from that insane assignment, uh, trying to collect the money. And he knew he was hurt. They had the records. From the doctor, but they was they they were being set rather on not paying Ernest Williams for his injury the way he. Now see, my dad was just what you call a strong black man and didn't take nothing off for other people. Now my uncles, they carried guns, so West Virginia was really not a happy place for African Americans because you could mess around and get hung, and then they had getting rid of the bodies. Most of them they sent them off to to uh, Laker. When you read the book you're going to see where Dr. Freeman came to Laker and he did over 200 lobotomies and patients was dying on the table while he was giving them those transorbital lobotomies but Nobody could speak up and tell them not to do it because if you were in Lakin, you're in there under the governing of the state of West Virginia. So the people who ran the hospital, they didn't have to go and ask nobody if they could give my dad those uh, shots uh, and all of that and give him medicine that he would have to take the rest of his life. They told because the state of West Virginia was in control of that. And the state of West Virginia was in control of work of time. So we say that was a conflict of interest, what they did, as long as he was in there. And my dad, like I said, he was a strong black man. He ran away from Lincoln. So many times he jumped out of the window and broke his leg. And <laughs> jumped out of a window and broke his leg trying to get away from that hospital and what they were doing to him. So, and then, of course, our family, we were struggling because he didn't know where he was. My mother didn't know where he was for, for a long time and so they all bought the work and Ernest was somewhere half of and somewhere big because he was in harm's way and they took him to the hospital they admitted him on August the 8th the record show and then they committed him August the 20th. But I haven't been able to find any record in Logan County uh, where they held a court hearing for my father. Matter of fact, the two books that it would be recorded in when I went there in 2019 were missing those are the books that tell you what page the court hearing information is on. But uh, they can't find those books. Maybe they'll you know, find them when I go back this,
3: this year.
2: And so the things that happened to my dad was things that he had no control over. Giving him the shot treatment, and then giving him orange juice to bring him out of the shot. And when you read the book, you'll see more in-depth information on what they did to my father. And once I started uh, reading his records of the hospital and from workers' comp, I was already obsessed with finding out what happened when my dad was alive i was trying to find out what really happened to him but you couldn't get any information couldn't get the information until he was deceased but i was this was my magnificent obsession was to find out what they really did to my dad and uh on his commitment paper they that's in the book, you'll be able to see the things that they wrote down about him. And one was if he died, do we send his and remain back to Lorena or Logan County? Or do we bury him at the hospital? And they wrote in there, bury him at the hospital. How are you gonna take it on yourself just up and bury somebody's family member without even telling them. So, Mr. Richardson, it's been a long trail. And I started writing in this, writing a book. You know, Oprah always told you to get a journal and start writing your thoughts down. And so I got a journal in 1991 and started writing uh, about my dad, things people told me, and we were people that really knew him, knew my dad on a personal level, because you live in a close community. Everybody knew everybody, you know, and uh, like I said, I couldn't find no one that could testify to me that my dad was insane, uh, crazy and I would take their word uh, first and so then when this virus came along and we had to stay home I said wow well, one thing I can do is finish the book so I just broke it down started putting the things together that I had already written and so I ended up with the book, and then there's so much more I could have put in there. I wanted all of my users to send me pictures of their children and grandchildren to go into the book, because I wanted people to see that my dad had had a legacy, you know, and I was the baby. He was three more older than me. I just felt like it was my duty as the youngest to find out as much as I could about my father because I didn't want my nieces and nephews to go through life with the stigma that your grandfather or your great-grandfather was crazy uh, or insane like we had to do when we were going to uh, elementary and high school. Everybody knew where our dad was. You know, and uh, they didn't tease us about him being, they just said he was crazy. But it was in like a joking kind of manner. You know how the bullies like to do and say things. But we couldn't do nothing about it. And then we had the stepfather from hell, so we really couldn't do nothing about it, even when I became an adult, I felt like, and got married, and I felt like, well, you know, I couldn't do what I wanted to, and so I did, and got my dad out of there in 1975, and when I got married, he said, oh, we ain't there, I beat that rap, I'm gone.
1: Okay, Dr. Nelson, we also... This is our, our youth day. We have uh, uh, Cheyenne Hubbard, a uh, mere 24 years old. And we oh, always God. say the youth and everybody has a right to know. So uh, Cheyenne, do you have any questions you want to ask the doctor?
2: Oh, yes, I do, actually. Oh, um, what, what year did this all happen when he first got put into the same asylum? 1940. August uh, he got hurt. August seventh, nineteen forty. So he was in there for about thirty years. You said over thirty years. Yeah. Wow. Um. So, um, you said you were able to get him out in the seventies, right? Or did you? Okay. I got him out in the seventies. Okay. Um. You said this is a place where they did all those lobotomies, right? Yes. Did they Uh, do one on your dad? Yes, they did. Oh, man. Um, Was he um, extremely different after that? Do you know? No, he wasn't, because when I went, the first time I went back to see him at Lincoln, he recognized me and said, hi, Annette. Well, and then we talking to him, and he's asking about my uncle and calling him by name. The people mm. up, up in uh, Lowrader and Lundell, the town where we grew up, he was asking about those people, those older people, you know, and so he had a good mind. So the lobotomy, if it did, any, if it did anything to affect him, Mm-hmm. I know that he, I know that, and he had a good memory, he had a good memory of things that happened to him, yes, and so, uh, wow, um, so do you think this is, uh, the reason why he was put in there was a direct cause of Jim Crow laws? Yes, and it had to be with that uh, accident he had. hmm the accident that he had in the coal mine. Uh, when they found that he was eligible to get the six hundred and thirty dollars, but they sent it back to workers cop and so with the workers cop they still have it. You now well, yeah. But uh, my dad, my dad was strong. He was strong. He endured all of that, what they did to him. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine the first time you see your dad? Is at an insane asylum? Oh, wow. And then they tell you, well, Mr. Williams doesn't have any children, so you're not allowed to see him. I said, that's my father and I'm the baby and you are been letting me see him today. And so they finally uh, brought him out and we just sat there and talked and, you know, imagine, wow. My first Father's Day, 1973 after we got wow. to, after we got to uh, San Francisco that first matter of fact we left Columbus, Ohio on Easter Sunday morning coming to San Francisco and bringing my father so he could have some freedom mm-hmm. and, uh, and my family my half sister and all of them they were they were angry that I got him out because they thought he would do something to my mother and to their father. But, honey, he was so glad to be free. He has mm-hmm. been incarcerated all his life. 30-year-old black man. I and can't soon, imagine. Uh, and since when he, you know, back then, they didn't allow African-Americans to go into a store and try on clothes and shoes or whatever. But he was in competition with the store. Now, they wouldn't let you go in and try on, but my dad, he would order those seats in Hart Chapter and March out of Chicago. That's the company that made Barack Obama tuxedo for his first in lingerie. So
1: okay. my dad sold food for that company.
2: Okay, Dr. Dr. Company. Shelton, yes, d- sir.
1: don't go anywhere. We have to take a break. This is MC Richardson, the Chairman and okay. CEO and founder of the United Minority Media Association, and also the host and executive producer of "Guess who's coming to Kansas City. But also I recommend it to you if you got a copy of your book, if you would uh, send that to Gail King with CBS, she's a good friend of Oprah Winfrey, and I remember Oprah—not—not—I uh, uh, remember her too. But Gail used to be uh, um, talk show host and a uh, reporter here in Kansas City. But we'll come back, and I recommend you get that book. I think it really moved me, uh, and I mm-hmm. think a documentary should be made an own movie. But hold on, we got a couple more people, and we'll come back. To acknowledge Uh, you even further. Thank you. Okay. Now, could we get the number of 816 863 243, Mr. Folks? Power? Okay. I guess he'll get it, but we want to acknowledge a young man who just turned 18 today, okay? And he's, a, he's also, uh, he has a scholarship to the University of Arkansas. He's in town today. And he's also, he's crazy about Arkansas. I don't want to come back to the city. You know, that kind of struck me kind of strange. But uh, if we can't reach him, let's go to our next. Okay. Uh, Jermaine? Yes, uh, sir. Tell us what's going on. What is today? March 27th. Okay, and you, you told us you don't want to come back to Kansas City. You're in Kansas City today, but that kind of got next to me. Somebody want to leave Kansas City and don't come back.
2: Came back
1: for a reason. Well, briefly, uh, you are uh, well-known uh, you uh, by um, Judge uh, Martina Peterson and uh, Attorney um, Rona Holliman-Hughes. Just kinda of bring us quickly up to date what you're doing and you know I'm interested in how your grades are. Well down in
3: Arkansas, it's it, i like it down there. Like it's a real cool environment. Like when I first got down there the teammates they just opened me and they opened me with open arms, so I like that about it. So
2: that that's probably not bad, uh, socialized wise. And during school, like I have four classes. Two so I actually have to attend on Zoom. And we just got midterms last week, and I got midterm grades with two A's, a B, and a C.
1: I just the general sociology. But it was ten it, It's rising. Well, you're one of our Yuma media person, uh, and we want you to always stay uh, tuned to us and working with us. You said you're doing a little engineering, a little pop type of music, and I want you to stay tuned, but. Uh, You can continue. I know you probably have to run with your family in town and all of us in town. So we want you to stay in touch with us. Like they say in the South, you him? (laughs) Thank you very much. Now we have a, a lady, another icon. I even got a call from her daughter who's over in Saudi Arabia. This person is known all over. And we don't have enough time on the show to tell you about all the special recognition and the compliments she, that she's made in Kansas. And she's also, uh, Dr. Shelton, she's close value. She's from Virginia. So, no, Edna. I
2: want to. Okay, from kind of County, for
3: uh, Edna? Yes. What question did you ask, Dr. Shelton? What, what counties came to, uh,
2: that I came from, from Virginia?
1: I think that's what she asked.
2: Yeah, uh, with Haydenville, uh, Virginia. I used to with Haydenville, Virginia. It's 50 miles from Richmond and 25 miles from Charlottesville. Well, I'm familiar with Tadwell, Virginia, down in the Shenandoah Valley.
3: Uh-oh. Over
2: that way, yeah. And that's way. where my family came from.
3: Oh, all right.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Miss Perry, Edna E. Perry, you make sure you know that middle initial, too. Uh, we don't have the time, because you have accomplished so much, but just in this amount of time, it's not going to be the only time we do this, uh, bring the people, and you was my, when I first got into radio at KWKI in Kansas City, uh, she was one of my bosses, and, and Richard E. Miller, I think, owned the station, Uh, Edna, let's let's go through, we don't have enough time, kind of briefly share with us the life of all your accomplishments and your interests and why you do what you do and when do you do it.
2: (laughs) Well, (laughs) I did the radio show at KWKI for um, six years called Kansas City Moves Ahead, but what happened uh, before that? When I moved from Iowa,
1: well, I moved from Virginia to Iowa, and then from Iowa to Kansas City. Well, uh, uh, Miss uh, Perry, uh, shortly, we want to make sure a lot of people know how they can listen or uh, the show. So, Al, uh, would you read, tell the people how they can get on to listen to the show?
3: Sure, Amy. want to have to what a person needs to do: if you have an uh, electronic device, uh, uh, you, you type in. Uh, Ferguson USA hot talk radio dot com that's Ferguson USA hot talk radio dot com that's all one word and then uh, the stage will come up and you should be able to, at five o'clock you will see a picture of MC Richardson you tap on that on that screen and you should be able to get the program then you have the option of either listen to the program on YouTube uh, either on a, uh, Facebook or on Twitch. But when you, when you, when you, uh, at 5 o'clock, when you get when you down that number on your telephone, your cell phone, or whatever, you know, your computer, uh, you'll see a box and you'll see empty and pictures and you tap on the arrow there. And then therefore you can listen to our program on our feed, which is ChristmasNewsC, or you're actually hit uh, of Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch.
1: And this is also in
3: the archives, too, isn't it? Oh, and also, if you missed today's show, or you missed last week's show, uh, you can go to our podcast library, uh, and then you just uh, you'll tap in, you'll see Richardson, uh, and you go down to our podcast library, and you scroll down all the way down to, to the shows we have, and you'll come to MC Richardson, the shows that he's been with us about, what, about eight months now, Scott?
1: You're doing it correctly, sir
3: about eight months and okay? his first show, this show can be on can be heard, uh, you can see it in the podcast library okay thank you Mr. Polk and thank you Scott and uh, Edna I was wanted to let you know not to take away from your time but was happy to share that time with now will you continue Ms. Perry okay well I founded Edna
2: E. Perry River State Company after coming to Kansas City January of nine. 19- I went to Weaver School of Real Estate, and I I had three little children and recently divorced, and so it was very hard for me to get started. So I started my business after going to Weaver School of Real Estate with just $50, and um, I worked from my home for 33 years, and then I moved to uh, 68 25 uh, Mateo Boulevard now when I first got started it was very easy even to say I was the first black woman to start her own real estate business in Kansas City in fact I just celebrated 50 years and uh, Alicia Kennedy who was, who was an attorney and also one of my sales people and um, also she is um let's see, she celebrated, she handled a celebration for me to for 50 years at the Black Archive, and that was back in February of 2020, and that was a nice celebration, and I appreciated that very much. Now, I have real estate business at 1734 East 63rd Street, Suite 205. And um, my salespeople are Alicia Kennedy, Helen Mora, Claudia Thorpe, Roger Geisler, Barbara Walker, and Majestic Williams. I also have two assistants who are for me, for Obama and James Hope, and uh, Office Manager, Sherelle Ritchie. And uh, of course we, uh, and then also, I just want to talk a little bit too about the church I belong to uh, before I tell you more about the real estate is uh, Pleasant Green Baptist Church and my pastor is Pastor Sheldon uh, Sheldon Tony Gray and uh, the First Lady is my doctor Carla Houston Gray and uh, since being at uh, the church I've received many, many blessings, and especially from uh, Deacon and Mrs. Deacon and Mrs. Um, Clifford Reagan, uh, and her name is Amelia Reagan. She's been a real blessing to me because I had stem cell injection uh, for hip pain arthritis, and she's just been wonderful. And also Mrs. Connie Campbell and her husband and grandson. So um, now back to the real estate business. Um, With the salespeople, we handle many many types of properties, and and as the market is right now, the properties are you know they put in five or six offers on. Only one can get the house, so we do need more property. So if anybody has a house they want to live, any kind of house, we would be more than na- happy and sell it for them. Um, let's see, do you have any uh, other questions
1: that or you want me to hear? We don't have any other questions, but we want to send the people to all those special recognition you have received. I know we can't get them all but the show's not that long. But you can just kind of highlight some of the things because you've been a very distinguished uh, lady here, and I guess I'll tell the people they don't know she is a Republican. Go ahead, Edna.
2: You no, know but I'm changing back. Okay. <laughs> yeah, after, after that last president, I'm going back to being a Democrat. Thank you. This okay? Is, okay. Since you brought that up. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> now, also, um... Let me just tell you, in uh, August the 2nd of 2001, I was, I came home late and been um, to the meeting and my phone up and I said, now who can this be?" And it was someone from the, uh, the, not the, but the, um, Someone keeps buzzing in on my phone, so that's annoying, but I'll just let that go. But anyway, um, from the city, and, uh, wanted to know that the city council, it was someone from the city council, wanted to have me on at a meeting and and give me a proclamation at the, the next council meeting. And it was only a week away, and she said that was the reason, because I thought it was a joke of some kind. So as it did turn out, I was given a proclamation in the city council chambers on August 2nd, 2, 2001, for my uh, contributions to the city, because our former mayor, Charles B. Wheeler, had um, put me on so many boards. And I was on a mayor's progress uh, mayor's for a greater Kansas City. And that was a uh, really good thing because we did
1: a lot for Kansas City. Uh, Ms. start if we could pause either Scott or, or our folks, the people who are trying to reach her, tell them how they can uh, be part of this show on either Facebook or YouTube. Well, the best way would be to uh, join the chat on Facebook. I'm monitoring that, and uh, other than that, our phone lines are all pretty busy, so I'll, I'll monitor the uh, Facebook, and I will let you know if anybody's trying to get a hold of us. Go ahead, proceed uh.
2: African American woman to serve on the board of the Better Business Bureau for Kansas and Missouri and um, then also as first and only now commissioner for the last Trust commission for Jackson County and I served on that for representing the school district for about 12 years and there's just been Oh, in 1974, I was named Kent City Woman of the Year by the Kent City Call and the Greyhound Corporation. And then also I received an award from Dr. Wanda Nelson, founder and CEO of Ask Dr. Nelson, and she's now also president emeritus of the Missouri State Cosmetologist association and we work to help all the people we can in in any profession especially in real estate
1: and Dr. Shelton is a cosmetologist too and she got her in 1970 I believe yes 1970 okay but anyway anyway. uh Perry continue we've had so many calls so many people want to know I don't know what y'all are on. We're going to initiate trying to get sponsors for this show, and we are, of course, both of y'all will be on the top of our list of contacts, but continue Edna. Okay, so, um, let's see, with all the
2: different things that I've, uh, been involved in, um, I, let's see, there's just been several, uh, and I was on, served on the landmark commission appointed by Mayor Wheeler, and then reappointed by Mayor Berkeley. Um,
1: and Hey, Barnes put you on some committee too, didn't you?
2: was the one that presented the city council presented me <laughs> the proclamation in the city council chamber, and um. Senator Yvonne Wilson was the one that got the proclamation for me from the Missouri House of Representatives, and that was why we were at 5285 Mateo Boulevard. And then we moved to uh, 1734 East 63rd Street, 3205,
3: and we we have a wonderful uh, manager, John Braveri,
2: who's there and we like it there very much. Um, and I've been, I rep- had uh, several articles written about me in different papers and, uh, and uh, of course I served on the Mayor's Christmas Tree
3: Association and uh, just several things. Well, don't forget being named one of the 100 most uh,
1: influential black... Uh, people in Kansas City by
2: the Kansas City globe. Yes, that's true too, uh-huh. Yeah, you probably have a list of others that and, that I don't even have, Is you know, right here in my memory. So, um, I'm trying to see, we, the main thing is though, is in the real estate. Oh, and then also I was given an award by uh, the Kaufman
1: Foundation and UMB Bank as one of the top 25 businesswomen in 2001. Also, well, let's do this, Curry. We got Dr. Shelton on the line, we also got um, Cheyenne. So, if you have any questions you want to ask, uh, Miss Edna, make sure you say E open now, so let's continue.
2: Oh, I have a question. Um, state who you are. Oh, this is Cheyenne. Sorry. <laughs> this is Cheyenne, and this is for Miss E. Ferry. Edna. Edna. Edna, uh-huh. Edna, Edna E. Ferry. Uh, do you have any business advice that you want to give to young black people who are just starting out? Well, now, I can only give information as far as real estate. Of course, they have to go to real estate payroll, and, um, they can do that. They can, if anybody's interested, they can give me a call, and, um, I can give them the information. How would they reach you? Okay, the phone number is 816-861-5013.
1: That's 816 and they can call me anytime. Okay, Dr. Shelton says... Uh, my, yeah. good, my good friend that argued with me all the <laughs> time, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Wanda J. Nelson, is the one that recommended both of you. Um, so we want to acknowledge her, so she can't say we didn't mention her, okay? I know she's going to try to ball me out, but remember, you have to respect Killy Elder. But she's the elder, isn't she? But anyway, yeah. let's, let's go ahead and continue. Okay, well, let me thank
2: Dr. Nelson for putting me in touch with you. And she is my best friend. We've been hairdressers for over 40 years. Okay. I've been 50. And so, you know, we just worked in the industry together and, um, uh, so if Cheyenne is interested in being a hairdresser, she can call Dr. Nelson or call me. But all I have to tell you about being a hairdresser is getting up, going to work, don't make your cars away. You wait on them. Because they that's have a lot of salons before they get to you. That's right. that's so And that service. further. Mm-hmm. I was never late for a client. That's wonderful. That's great. <laughs> I've been, been in the same location for some years. Oh, where's that at? In San Francisco. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm in San Francisco. Excuse me, and not saying that. Now, I would like to say, uh, tell any of the young people to put God first. In yes. And then, <laughs> the bomb in the wow. and then I would also like to say that I uh, had my brother, William Ball, worked for me in real estate and he passed away. And his memorial service is going to be at um, Friendship Baptist Church on Monday at 11. Now he was a deacon at Friendship. And then I, I'm sad also to say that I a, have a brother, Larry Ball, he's now in Saigon and he has cancer and the doctor's giving given him 10 months to live. So we must just keep praying for Larry. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. They were two good salespeople that worked for me. Mm-hmm. And i am the oldest of 15 children. Wow. <laughs> I'm the baby of four. Oh. Okay. Owner of 15 children. Yes. (laughs) God is with you all, honey. I started my business. I only had $50 when I started my business. Wow. Wow. Um, Dr. Shelton, right? Yes. Uh huh. I have a question. Where can we uh, find your book or buy it? You can, I'll give you my email and my cell uh, number and you just call me and I'll tell you how you, if you want to pay in advance or uh, if you want me to send it to you another way. But my phone number is 415-244-3529. And that's in San Francisco, and my email, Annette Shelton at com. That's my email. But right now, you can get the book from me, I learned as a salesman, and and Mr. Johnson from Ebony and Jet. You know, when he first went into business, he brought up so many of his jet magazines. So that the people will think that buyers, other buyers, was coming and buying those jets. Because they were leaving themselves so fast. And so the other people, they start asking for the jet magazine. And then the evidence. So that's, that's how you got to do it. you got to create the market. And that's what I'm doing with my book. See, I don't mind going places. And creating the market. And uh, I'm going to be at a library in West Virginia, and, you know, so I know a little bit about selling books. I sold Madam Walker book, her book, her two books, and, uh, but you like George Johnson, to create the market.
1: Now, Edna Perry, do you, uh, provide any training or seminars? Uh, in the real estate business?
2: No, but we we'll need that with the Realtor Board. Uh, because they provide all the training until they get their, to pass their test. And after
1: that, then we become a Realtor. Do you have a local number or some information you can provide on want to For, for the, uh... Realtors Board. For the, for
2: the realtor Board, um, just a minute please, and I'll give it to you. Uh now they can't do anything with that until they pass their, their test, mm-hmm. so but they, I'd be more than happy to call me for any information too, but the Realtor Board uh, number is 913-498-1100. Okay, uh...
3: Is anybody...
2: They want to talk to me about, because it takes a lot of time and in-depth training. But if they would like to call me, you know, they can call 816-861-5013. And I can give them information.
1: Kansas City, we have two icons. And a young, upcoming icon with a mere age of 24. Uh, and she's in uh, college now in journalism communication. The whole family is. Uh, she also has a sister we call her Candy Junior that I'm in entertainment in Atlanta, Georgia. So uh, she did contact her that the people saying it wasn't a hate crime it wasn't. What did they tell you, Cheyenne? Uh, what did your sister uh, Candy tell you? Oh, she said definitely. Uh, she felt
2: like it was a. Hate crime, but because the laws in Georgia are still mimicking like some Jim Crow laws, but, mm-hmm. yeah, they're probably not going to do the hate crime, but they should because it was in in in, in 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 Georgia,
3: they have they are the last state to put a hate crime on the book, So Very right. really, very really, 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 you know uh, touching because not, it's, it's so it's so new.
1: But it definitely mm-hmm. was a hate crime. It definitely mm-hmm. was a hate crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Kansas City, uh, once again, my time goes by so quickly. Uh, each of our uh, special guests after our icon, uh, I know you said it once, but it's not wrong with we're repeating how people can contact you. So would you proceed and do that again?
2: Me? Mr. Perry, you asked Both of you. Oh, okay. You can go first. All right. This is Edna Perry, and I have Edna Perry Real Estate Company. And the phone number is area code 816-861-5013. And the email address is Perry Real Estate.
0: Shelton?
2: My phone number is, called 415 244 And uh, my email, Annette Shelton at people, P-E-O-P-L-E-T-C dot com. And I'm in San Francisco. And if you call me and I don't
1: answer, I will answer the phone. Because if you take time to call me, I'll take time to return your call. Mr. Okay, MC? The folks tell us about the Black, the Reserve Black Chamber of Commerce? Mr. Se- uh, Mr. MC? Yes? I uh, just wanted to let you know that Kirk Ritchie is listening to the conversation. And he is Miss Perry's son.
3: And her sister called
1: this morning from Saudi arabia about her mother being on the show.
2: Well, there you go.
1: It pays to listen to Guess Who's Coming to Kansas
0: City. <laughs> clear. Yes, it does. <laughs> and that was Mr. Steve Owen. He's our engineer. Right
3: on his job, boy. We didn't catch him in right on time. <laughs> he's also our human manager, also. Okay. Well, Kansas
1: City, we got some interesting shows. we got some historical shows in the next couple of weeks. One on, uh, uh, we're talking about Ketchum, Arkansas. It's going to be next. Nice. We receive uh, people who want to get involved in it all over the nation, the Richardson's, and their relatives and descendants. But we want to thank Ferguson, USA, HotTalkRadio.com, and as well as YouTube facebook and i can't ever get that phone right uh i got an iphone what is that phone that's yeah, no, it right. right, that they can listen to the show so it's growing like the temptation says so thank
0: you very much and like i always say we're out of here they got some way the little women one day i'm gonna give me one Stand on the corner, corner 12th street vine